Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cuckoo Podcast. I'm Benson Tippett, and with me is Aria. And we are joined today by the author of The Fight of a Warrior, um, Chuck Barvin. Charles. Yeah, um, I'm Charles, and we're going to be talking about mental illness a little bit today, and the reason why I wrote this book. So yeah, it's going to be an awesome episode. Uh, do you want to say something, Arya? I was also going to say Chuck is our, one of our friends, so if you're wondering who he is in relation to us, he's our friend. Yeah, today's episode we're diving. And brother. Brother yeah. from another mother. <laughs> uh, and yeah, today we'll just be diving into mental health and Chuck's kind of journey story with that. And with that, do you want to get into your journey and story with yeah, mental health? Yeah, totally. Um, so my journey started with me leaving my family for about two years. And what? And, and I left him for like a service, you know, a service mission. Okay. So I, I wanted to better my life. And so I thought, oh, this, this might be good because I get to serve other people, help them out, you know, do anything I can. Um, and so I didn't expect to have any issues out there because, you know, I'm serving people. So, you know, being good, you know, doing good things for others. So to me, the last thing I expected is to experience mental illness. I thought it was like not real. I thought it was just a way for people to get attention. Oh, interesting. So you kind of believe the stereotypes and stigmas that mental illness is a way of people getting attention and wasn't a real thing to you at the time. Right. Well, I thought people just cut themselves because, oh, they're wanting someone to pay attention to them. They don't want, they don't necessarily, they're not really suffering. They're just wanting attention so you don't have to go too much into detail about this but what happened on your mission like when did you realize that oh i'm being affected by mental illness so that's a great question i it took it took me some time to figure it out um i was you know at first it started with okay i'm really tired all the time you know so it was about six seven months in that i was like dang i'm feeling really tired more than usual like I'm always tired. Don't get me wrong, but this was a this was a different type of tired, like mentally tired. And so, then after that, I started, you know, f- not liking myself, and like hating everything about myself. And I was like, "There's something wrong with me," because I, you know, caused other people issues, and you know, because I just had traumatic I- events happen that I explained in the book. Um, that I never could have foreseen, and I just blame myself for the whole situation. So, a question I have for you is: Was it difficult to identify like what was causing the mental illnesses to start like happening in your life, um, or was it sort of like something abstract where you didn't know what was going on? You just started feeling that way. So, yeah, like there are some things that I had happen. I'm like, okay, th- this you know, this makes sense that I'm feeling sad, right? But it didn't make sense that it would be lasting for as long as it was. Okay, so it wasn't as lasting as long as you thought it would. But did it take to talk? Did you talk to someone when you first started feeling this? Like, what made you realize this? Like, did you talk to, like, a specialist or what? Was it, like, a self-realization? What happened? It, it was a self-realization. Okay. Um, You know, I biked a lot there. And... I struggled to bike like I was struggling more than like it felt like someone was like pulling my tires back and so I was just like okay something's wrong and I I didn't have an appetite I'm 
I loved I love food. So like I lost I lost Same with me. <laughs> I lost my appetite and so I'm like what what's going on? I got to figure out, you know, why am I feeling the way I am? Like, you know, what 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 does this mean if I'm feeling this way? Okay. Like, like what is like what symptom, you know, what the symptoms are you experiencing? So did you look it up like cuz you're like I mean, you obviously asked her, why am I feeling this way? But what made you how did you come up with the answer? So, um, yeah, I looked it up. I was like, okay, okay um, why am I hating myself? Why am I, you know, unable to function like, norm, nor, you know, normally? And then plus, like, you know, losing an appetite. It was a pretty big deal for me because I, yeah. So I was just like, okay, I got to figure out what gives me that. Like, why am I feeling this way? And so I looked it up online and saw that, you know, the symptoms for depression. I had met people that had depression. So I was just like, maybe I should look up what depression means. Like, because I didn't really know what it meant. Okay. And I had all the symptoms, but like suicidal thoughts at that, at that, when I first found out. So you kind of just did your own research, but was there any point afterwards that you had talked to someone about this? And maybe got more clarification. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, in my service mission, I had someone in charge of me, like a president or whatever. And so a president of the mission. And so I called them and I said, Hey, I feel terrible. Like I need to go to a doctor right now because something's, something's not right. Okay. And what happened then? Did you see a doctor or a specialist? I, so. Yeah, they scheduled me for an appointment. Okay. And actually, before I talked to them, I didn't want to, actually. Oh, interesting. So, I, I meant to mention that. I, w- I think my breaking point was when I was unable to lift a dish to wash it. Wow. And so, that's when I started crying and, you know, you have a roommate with you. And so, that roommate was like, hey, what's going on? And he pretty much forced me to call them. Um, yeah, just by the way, me and Aria are sharing a mic, and so it might we won't be talking at the same time, and we're handing a mic to each other. But anyways, um, I did have a question. Um, do you feel like since previously you kind of thought mental illness was something where people were just trying to get attention, um, did it make it, it like a lot harder to like feel like maybe that's what it was for you? It was it was really hard to accept it because I was yeah. in denial. I was. Like, no. Plus, I didn't want anyone to know that, too, because they're going to think the same thing that I thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, they would be like, oh, this guy's wanting attention. That's why, you know, he's just acting up. He's just complaining. Yeah, it can definitely, like, make it a lot harder to, like, open up about those things when you think that people are going to, you know, have those thoughts. But I just want to. I want to add in one quick thing. Do you think this is kind of a taboo subject, especially for males, like talking about mental health, and you know, like they don't want to admit it, right? Is, do you right. think it's a true stereotype? Yeah, I think I think with most men, they're like, "No, I'm tough. I can just get through this." Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> like they're, I'm stronger than this, and that's what I thought I could do up until I, yeah, I mean, broke it, down. Like, like you said, it's hard. Like. Men don't express emotion, right? But that's what they typically, it's a stereotype, right? And then it gets to that breaking point where you, you break down and everything happens. So what would prevent that, like, like getting around that stereotype? 
So what what helped me was when I found other people that were struggling with mental illness. So like when they were like, hey, I'm struggling, you know, I'm very depressed. Then it helped me to know, hey, I'm not alone. Because with depression, you feel like you're alone. And so I... I, um, that, that's what helped me a lot of the time was someone else telling me their story and then I told them. Okay. So how were you able to do that on your mission? Like, did you find like other missionaries or people you talked to? It was mostly people I talked to. Oh, so like random people that I met cause you know, you have other missionaries out there, but no, it was other people. So okay. it was like, they came to my aid in a way. And I kind of want to go backtrack a little bit. Prior to your mission, had you been dealing with mental illness at all or any sort of like thing of that capacity? Not really. Nothing? Not, not really, no. Okay. I, it, it, I was, I, I was super happy all the time. So, so yeah. something, so this, you know, kind of really started right when you left home right. away from family and whatnot. Yeah. Was it hard leaving your family? Is that what you think? What was like, um, like, is there a reasoning behind it? Like as someone who doesn't understand this, like what happens, what causes people to, right. I, I actually looked forward to leaving my family. If, uh, if I'm going to be on I was like, you know, this is my time to be independent. I'm on my own away from my family. Like this is my time to be myself, you know, be who I am. And, um, and then when you face heartache, because I didn't expect to face as much heartache as I did, and rejection, and once rejection keeps on happening, then that's when, I don't know, the, the more it, it, it just added on and caused me to feel so alone. Okay. So when did you start writing your book? Was that during the mission, after the mission? So it was actually during the mission that I started writing the book. It was okay. it was near the end. So near the end of my mission, I think I had like two months left. Okay, cool. And so it's been about two and a half years that I've been working on it. Two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, it's been, been quite a journey getting there. So um, what made you decide that you wanted to write a book? So I uh, I personally, you know, with the stigmatism of it all, I I was always researching stuff, trying to find something to help, and couldn't find what I was searching for. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just wanted to have steps that could help me, you know, something that could help me out. And so I decided, and, and plus I wanted someone that had experienced it to, to share what, what they'd gone through. Mm-hmm. Because that had had me in the helped me in the past is when someone shared their story, then then I felt comfortable in in telling mine, uh-huh. and so I I said you know I'm need to write about my story, and and the steps that I used to help out because you know it was two I think three four years that I was going through it. Okay, yeah. Well, actually, on the mission it was you know. Mm-hmm. But about four years that I've been going through mental illness. Okay. Um, but but I was like, if I would have had something to help out, like another resource. So I, I wanted something, you know, someone's story and something they use to help them out. Because um, obviously therapists help out. I mean, the therapists are great. But I wanted to know from someone else from their experience. So you wanted to 
you decided to write this book because you wanted to be able to share your experiences. And so when other people are looking for a resource like this that can help, they have one. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted to to give that opportunity to others that I didn't have. And so for me, it's like, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to help people out with this. And I'm not a therapist, obviously. So I don't take any... Um, I don't take away from anything they do because what they do is great. I just want people to to get the help they need. Well, actually, this goes back. I want to go back to our previous episode. We talked about school, and it's funny how people teach you about a subject that they're not really into or knowledgeable about. So you've experienced this, right? You've been to it, and so you know what we're feeling. Was like a therapist? They just know like that's what their schooling is about. And so I think personally, someone's experience has a good good amount of knowledge so i don't know if you would agree with that because they know what you're going through yeah i i totally agree with that and and it's more it's more like they can relate to it because i i just remember feeling i couldn't relate to anyone and so i was like okay how can i find relatable things to people because nothing i could do so felt like I couldn't build relationships at all. It was terrible. <laughs> I thought I used to be good at that, and then it just went downhill. So that's when the book came to play. And now let's talk about the book. Describe the the writing of the steps, the process. How did you like break down how you wrote the book? Like, was it in parts? Because you said how long has it been, right? It's two about two and a half years. Years of writing this. So what, writing, what does yeah. the process of writing this look like? So the the first process is is my story. So it's it's my specific story and the steps I used to, in the process that were helpful to me. Um, that you know, there's about twenty steps that I used, okay. and so of those steps, some of them worked better than others for me. But you know, and it's just for each person. I want them to use one of the steps, you know, a couple of the steps, and figure out what step would work best for them. Okay, so it's a tw- the book is based off of 20 steps to help you, right? Help mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. Yep, so that's that's the second portion of the book. What's the first portion? The first portion is my story. So your story, okay. Uh-huh. Let's get down. So story and then the, basically how to like get yourself out. Yeah, and, and honestly, the I wrote the book because everyone has bad things happen to them. No one has ever had like a perfect life. Mm-hmm. So... I wanted to show through, tra- you know, even though you have tragedy, you can still become something better than that, greater than that. Was it difficult writing the book? And did you write, I guess, like, because you wrote this all by yourself, correct? No help. It's just your point of view. So at, were there times where it was difficult writing this? It the I'd say the most difficult part was writing my feelings of the like going back into those moments like it it caused me to feel a little bit more depressed when i wrote it but then i i got to see from the third person's perspective and so then it was in a way healing and so i i did have a little bit of help um just for my wife like she helped me with the editing side of things and making sure it looks good with that um, but I, it's, it's mostly what I have written myself. So I think it's pretty awesome that you've been able to write this book and have a resource for people to look to if they're in need of help. Um, but one of my questions is, 
for someone who does think that mental illness is fake or someone's getting attention, what can you do to like help them realize it's very real or help them empathize? Right. Well, with some people, you just can't change their perspective. It, it just, you can't. And so it's more so being, finding the people that you trust that you can tell what's going on. It's like, hey, I've, mm-hmm. I've been struggling with this and I, I have no one else to talk to and no one else seems to understand. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's finding the right people um, that, that'll understand where you're coming from. And a lot of times there are people that they are suffering with it. They just don't tell anyone because they've experienced where others are like, no, you're just faking it out. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people it's like... People will belittle them. Yeah. And then they become even more afraid to share. Yeah. Which can cause even more bigger problems, right? Right. And, and people do diminish, you know, what someone's experiencing with mental illness. Yeah. It hap- I've had it happen to me all the time. That doesn't mean you're not experiencing it. Mm-hmm. That just means you're, um, you just need to find someone else to talk to. Yeah. Um, so if you see someone that's been struggling and they open up to you, um, what do you think people can do as the person helping? when they see someone else struggling for mental illness. So, you know, even someone that's suffering with mental illness, they can't really think straight and know, hey, how can I get the help I need? They're just like, I, there's nothing I can do. That That's what I would used to do. Um, but a lot of times just letting them talk to you. Honestly, like it's like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. It's They just need someone to listen to what they're saying. Yeah, just like having someone who you can talk to definitely I'd imagine is like a huge help. Like just personally with the experiences I've had in my life, like being able to talk to someone is huge. And so, yeah, that, that totally makes sense that just being willing to listen can actually make a huge difference. Um, did you have a question, Aria? Well, I was just going to say the best thing a person can do is listen, you know, don't talk back, right? Just listen to your story. And then from where, what then, like, how could I, for example, I listen to you. What then? How do? How can? I, how else can I help you? So, if you listen to them, they know you, they can trust you. Building trust. Okay. So, a lot of times people will be like, "Hey, no, this is what's going on. You need to do this. This is how you know." They'll they'll try to tell them, "Hey, you need to do this," instead of just listen. Yeah. And so once you've listened, they're like, "Okay, I have their trust. Now I can tell them everything I'm going through." Now. I, I need to tell them I need their help finding someone that can help me like a therapist. Okay. So I was going to kind of go into my next question is what are the best resources for someone who might be listening to this and doesn't know what to do? Would you just suggest to them to talk to someone they trust or would you say go get help for a professional or even when your book comes out, read your book, which is a great source as well. What is a, like, what is a step to getting help? I'd say all three of those. All three of them, but but like you know, it it's you got to get the help, and if you're not talking to someone, you're not going to get the help you need because you're just going to keep it to yourself. So if it, it just helps to be open, be open. And how do you open up? A, I know 
a lot of people with mental illness can't open up. So how how does that work? You know, I um, I met someone that they really. It wasn't that they were prying in to find. You know, her name was Darla. Um, they weren't prying in to like asking me too many questions, like trying to just be like, hey you know, you need to just open up type thing. It was more so I felt, you know, she actually cared about me. So it, it first came to, she actually asked me questions about me and wanted to showed interest in me, which a lot of people didn't do. And so when, when she showed that interest in me, then I was like, okay, I got to open up now I can open up. But, um, I'd say, and for me, that was what helped me was I ran into that that wonderful person it just takes that one person so it is like i guess as someone you know who's not on the side doesn't understand just you know take your time you know understand be compassionate it, it takes a while kind of right you right. need that one person to actually get you to open up and get help right yeah it's time for process okay do you have another question you want to ask um yeah yeah so i was just gonna say like um as like everyone can experience these things on like different levels um and so i think it's important for anyone regardless of how depressed or how sad they are like it doesn't matter like talking to someone will always help yep. um but anyways because yeah don't be afraid to share your feelings because <laughs> yeah because you're putting your feelings out there it's it's like hey i'm depressed or hey i'm suicidal that's it's a very difficult thing to, to tell say. someone you're suicidal yeah. is scary mm -hmm. so uh yeah it just takes finding someone you feel comfortable with and then it's like okay i really need to tell you what i'm going through and and what i had to do was write down my feelings especially with my therapist i had to write down my feelings and show them to him because mm -hmm. i couldn't get myself to tell him yeah. So I was just like, okay, the only option I have to let him know is by writing this down and telling him exactly how I feel through this. And then after that, I was totally open with him. That's that's pretty cool. That's uh, I mean, I, I know that it can be like very difficult for people to like say things. And like when you're talking in the moment, you can get very overwhelmed and it becomes more difficult. And so... Yeah, I think that's a pretty cool method, actually. Yep. Um, here you go. So I want to add on something. I know this is, I don't know the exact statistic, but I've heard that men usually are the ones who commit suicide the most. And I, I think it's kind of behind that like, like stereotype or stigma that men usually don't express their feelings, right? And so it builds up and builds up, and eventually towards the end, they commit suicide, right? And so I guess it kind of gets back to the point of how important it is to talk to someone and let them know what's going on, even though it can be difficult, even though there's like that stigma, men shouldn't show emotion or, or even, even if you're supposed you know, if someone calls the 911 on you, yeah, it's, it's, they want to give you the help you need. It's true. And, and I, I was one of those people that hid what was going on. So let's say, I definitely was. Well, let's say a man, a male is listening to this. How do you tell them to get over that fear? you know, to express emotion. How do you, how does one do that? So you'll never truthfully get over that fear, but um, it's more so you need to build that courage within you to 
to get the help you need. It's it's more so, hey, I want to help myself. Because it goes to, first, I need to help me. So then I can get all of the help I can get, you know. Because you can't do it by yourself. But if you have a desire to to get past it, then then what you got to do is is say, hey, I'm committed to myself. I'm committed to this change. Whatever change I need to do, I'll do it. And um, I think that goes back to what you were saying before. When someone shows interest in you and like genuinely wants to listen to you, it, it can make it a lot easier for you to build up the courage to talk to them, right? Totally. Would you say so? Yeah. yeah. And there's some people you can tell they don't want to talk to you. Like It's just like, huh, okay, mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, so, do we want to talk more, a, a little bit more about like when you're, going to be releasing the book um yeah what's going to be happening with the book in the future yeah so i'm hoping to have it released by march 19th march 19th yeah. so about a month away so about a month away um was hoping for earlier but you know takes a lot longer than i anticipated so. Shit happens yep <laughs> <laughs> it does so yeah i'm actually gonna do um an opening where I will introduce the book. So I will have an introduction to the book. Um, just have a lot of people go there. And where can people find out this information? Is like, What are your social medias? What's the best way to find out where this will be? So at? my social media page is The Five of Warrior. Okay. So you can find me on that. Um, I also have Instagram, The Fight of a Warrior 1. Someone decided to take The Fight of a Warrior. Those whoever that was <laughs> i'll make a few calls we'll get that handle for you and then i i'm in, i'm starting a youtube channel at the the fight of a warrior and this will all be linked so we'll have all the links to your pages below so yeah. if you want to go back and then so the book a month away you're gonna have a thing and everything regarding the book is will just be on your social medias right yeah it will be yep. and uh you were mentioning to me earlier that you're gonna have a website um where people can go to once that's up, we'll definitely link it for you. Um, but you were sent. Uh, it says here it'll be available on Amazon. Um, can you kind of give a time frame? So Amazon's gonna take a little bit longer, a couple mm-hmm. months, probably Aprilish, May. Okay, cool. So with Amazon, so it's gonna everyone's gonna have to order it, you know, through our website starting out, and then well, we're yeah, planning that's, on that's being amazing on Amazon. Stuff, though. Um, yeah, but we'll make sure to get those links up when once you've got it on Amazon, we can link it there too. So, so when March 19th comes, where can people read the book? So I am setting up that event. Okay. Currently, we don't have a set and stage place yet. Okay. But we will find one, and then we'll make sure message that on on our on our Facebook yeah. page and Instagram page. Just people can show. So Amazon will be the primary source where people can read it. Yeah, in in April, but at, at first it'll be it'll be on our website. Website. Mm-hmm. Will there be a uh, an audio book where Chuck narrates the story? <laughs> there or Morgan be, Freeman? There will be, but it, it will probably be a Morgan Freeman voice, not my voice. Yeah. So, um, and then we're our website's going to be www.thefightofawarrior.com. Yeah. When times comes, I mean, we will definitely update our description, everything, with your website once it's published. Yeah. And yeah. And Benson, you want to add anything else? So I just have one more question about like, how does it feel having completed like writing a book? And like, how did it, writing the book help you with your mental illness, do you think? Um, honestly, it feels so great that I 
actually finished a book. Like, yeah, it's, it's it wasn't easy. I was working sixty hours a week on top of that. So the wow. fact I finished the book is just crazy. So it it, it definitely helped me a lot with my mental illness because I had so much rage and anger towards people mm-hmm. that I was like, this is their fault. Afterwards, at the end, I'm like, this is their fault, not my fault. Uh huh. Okay. And it really, truthfully, wasn't their fault or my fault. You know, it wasn't like I could have controlled it. Um, and so I, I, I started not feeling so angry towards those people. I like for, you know, forgave them even though they didn't really need to be forgiven. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just like all that was taken away. I didn't feel that pain or that. It gave you an outlet for yeah. all the pent up emotion. Yeah, so now I don't have mm-hmm. as much anger towards people after. So it's really definitely been the best thing I could have done. That's awesome. All right. I, well, I did not realize that, you know, that was the like, thought process. So, like, blaming others, is that what happens? Is that what, what typically happens? Yeah, so I blamed other people for what I was going through. Okay. So, I was just, like, at first it was, like, you know, blaming myself. And then I said, no, I need to blame on someone else because... Oh, because it started out with, and, and this isn't for everyone, right? For for me specifically, I was blaming myself that, oh, this is my fault that bad things are happening all the time. You know, these traumatic events, and, which you'll find in the book and what the traumatic events are. I kind of want to, I'm going to butt in here. Every detail, it, it's going to be more detailed. Chuck's story is a lot more detailed than what we're saying now, right? Totally. And so a lot more in order details. to find out his story you have to go and read this book because you'll get the full story we're only giving you a little sneak peek you know a little teaser but i just wanted to put that out there yep so um i just wanted to say like based off just talking for you for the last 30 minutes i think this book sounds like very incredible to read like i'm very excited to read it and like honestly i think anyone just the way you've described it anyone could use this knowledge yeah, um, I'm excited yeah. for you to read. <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Chuck definitely fits the title of this book. He really is a warrior, and this is his fight, you know? Yeah. I, I like this. I like the title of it. I, I named it that way because, you know, every day was a fight for me. Yeah. And, you know, warriors always are fighting. So I even though I didn't want to fight, I had I had to keep fighting. I had to keep fighting or else I, I was not going to make it. I love that. Um, I was going to say, I know we talked about where they can reach you for your book. Is there like a personal handle? Like, let's say someone wants to talk to you personally. Like, do you, do you want to like give your way your personal social media? Like in case someone wants to reach out to you, they they can reach out to me through you, that you, and, and I'll, okay. I'll be messaging them on the Instagram okay, and, good. or Facebook. Like, so yeah, if yeah, you want to so, talk to Chuck, just at the fight of a warrior on Instagram, that's Facebook. Sorry, but on Instagram, it's at, at the underscore fight underscore of underscore uh underscore warrior one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, Instagram might be a little bit harder to find, so Facebook might be the best option, but either way you'll be able It'll be in the description if you want to reach out to You'll be able to reach out to me there. Yeah, we'll also put other resources like phone numbers, hotlines, and anything people going through mental health in the description as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to mention? No, I think we're good. Thank, thank you guys for your time today. Thank you so much for coming on to the show with us today. Wait. Yep. Chuck, I'm going to end it this way. Up top. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> and also stay horny.
but also get help if you need it. All right? Get help if you need it. Don't be afraid to. <laughs>